Gracias, Señor, porque Tú estás aquí con nosotros. Gracias, Señor Dios, porque desde antes que nosotros llegamos a este lugar, Tú ya estabas aquí, Señor, esperándonos. A cada uno, Señor Dios, que pudo llegar en esta noche, Tú nos has llamado a estar aquí, Señor. Te damos gracias, Señor Dios, por haber estado con nosotros en medio de esta alabanza, de esta adoración, Señor, que, que pueda, Señor Dios, subir como olor grato a ti Padre te damos gracias Cristo gracias Padre por porque tú estás aquí entre nosotros Señor Dios tocándonos sanándonos, consolándonos trayéndonos paz en nuestro corazón, trayéndonos gozo, trayéndonos alegría, Padre te damos gracias porque tú estás aquí entre nosotros gracias Señor Dios porque tú siempre estás cerca de nosotros Siempre estás cerca, nunca te has alejado y nunca te alejarás de nosotros, Padre, sino que tú estarás en medio de nosotros siempre. Te damos gracias porque tú eres fiel, gracias porque tú estás con nosotros en cada problema, en cada situación, Padre. Te damos gracias, Señor. gracias por esta noche Padre gracias por esta oportunidad Padre te pido Señor Dios que tú tomes control de este lugar Padre que tú Señor Dios traigas palabra viva Señor Dios y que tú puedas Señor Dios usarme a mí Señor Dios para hablar este mensaje en esta noche Señor, te damos gracias Señor Dios y ponemos este servicio en tus manos Padre te damos gracias Señor en el nombre de Cristo Jesús Amén Amen. Can we give God a round of applause? Amen. How's everybody's week going so far? Good? Tired? We're almost, we're almost to the end of the week. Este, it's such a blessing to be with, with y'all again today. Este, God bless each and everyone who made it out tonight and este... Tonight, I wanted to share uh, a teaching. If we can go to Psalm 1, and we're just going to read verse 1 to verse 6. And if y'all just all want to read it out loud at once. He said, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that with the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Este, I'm going to be short and direct tonight. Este, tonight, the, the study I put together is called Planted in God. Este, as I was studying this, I asked God, what does it mean to be planted in God? What does it mean to be planted in you? Este, and then I started thinking about plants, right? Uh, plants are everywhere. They're all around us. 
They're at your house. They're at your job. They're in the streets. They're everywhere. And plants is essential for us to live. But let's talk about plants for a second because what are what are the basic things that a plant needs to survive? What does a plant need? Number one. Eh? Carbon dioxide. Water. Sunlight. And soil, a good soil to be in. Those are the basic things. Of course, they need other things like nutrients in the soil. They need as the different types of sunlight and different types of times of the year. They need shade. They need covering. They need exposure. Every plant is different. But the basic things that a plant needs to grow and to thrive and to give its fruit is soil, carbon dioxide, water, and the sunlight. As the, with these basic things that this plant gets, it gives the plant the greatest opportunity to survive, right? If you have a plant, as the, you're going to, number one, you start out with what? what? How do you grow a plant? What do you need to start the plant? You need a seed, right? So let's talk about tonight because we're going to relate our spiritual lives to a plant, right? Tonight I want you to picture, and I actually brought a prop, as the, this is going to be our spiritual life tonight. As the, so first let's relate the beginning of the life stage is the seed, right? So I, don't, I didn't bring the actual seed, but. Let's see. All right, I have a piece of gum, so we're going to use this as our seed. So this is a seed, right? So what happens with the seed is, what happens if I put the seed right here? Is it going to grow? No, it's not going to grow. What if I throw it on the ground? Will it grow then? Maybe somebody kicks it. So where does this seed have to be for it to ultimately grow? It has to be in soil and dirt for it to grow, right? As the, if this seed does not get planted, it's never going to grow. What happens to the seed if I leave it here for a year? What's going to happen to that seed? It's not, you're not going to expect it to grow. You're not going to expect, expect it to thrive. You're not going to expect nothing to it. In a way, this was us. This was our spiritual life before we knew Christ. We were a seed that had no hope of growing, had no hope of thriving, no hope of giving fruit. This was us before we accepted Jesus Christ in our heart. Este, so, no, so like I said, whenever, you don't, whenever you're just a seed and you're just like that, you're not in soil, you're dead pretty much. That seed is going to die. It's going gonna, it's gonna to dry up and it's not going to give any fruit. It's just going to dry up and it's just going to be a seed right? But what happens is I want to relate this to us because now it says we are dead in our sin, but the grace of God, he sent his son to us so that we can be alive in him. So whenever we came, and hopefully everybody here has accepted Jesus Christ in their heart, but whenever we came to God and we said, God, I want you to be my savior, my Lord, and I accept you into my life. Here's my seed. This is what God did. He said, okay, he said, I forgive you for your sins, and now I'm going to plant your seed in the soil, right? So now we start our Christian walk, because before then we were dead in our sin, but because of the salvation that God has given us, 
now God has given us an opportunity to grow. So we're no longer dead in our spiritual being. We're alive. God has given us life. This is called salvation. And now he has planted our seed. Este, so moving on, este, I want to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And this is going to help us understand this point before we keep going. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. You were dead in your transgressions and sin in which you used to live, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So this is before we came to Christ. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. That was before we accepted the, the, the salvation of Jesus Christ. It says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. It was the grace of God that that moved his heart to send his son to to earth so that we can have salvation through him. And now he has planted our seed in the soil to grow spiritually, right? So when we accept Jesus Christ in our heart and receive his salvation, God plants our seed. We are planted into a salvation and we are giving and we are given the opportunity to grow as a seed. However, now, this is, whenever this seed is planted, what does this seed have to do now? Does it, is it going to lay in the soil for the rest of the, the time? Or what does, what does this seed have to do now? It has to grow, right? It, so whenever it faces this challenge that it has to grow now, I see it as a challenge because people think, oh, well, you're saved now. Ta-da, you're going to heaven. But that's, honestly, that's whenever the challenges begin. That's whenever the seasons, uh, uh, spring, summer, fall, winter, that's whenever the, seed, the seasons are going to challenge the seed for it to grow, right? So we said, as the, we said at the beginning that a plant needs a soil, water, sun to grow, and it's the basic needs. So let's talk about the soil because this soil that God planted us in is the salvation of God. This is where God planted us, and he says, you're saved now, and this is where I want you, right? Like we sung earlier, take me back to the beginning. Because in the beginning, we felt like we were so close to God. We felt like we gave God our heart, and, and we were so close to God. And a lot of times we say that, take me back to the beginning. Take me back to the beginning. Take me back to the beginning, because that's when we felt the closest to God. That's when we felt the greatest hug of salvation that God gave us in that moment. But unfortunately, sometimes we go, we go away from God. And that's why we sing songs like, Take Me Back to the Beginning, when, when that was my first love with you, that passion was there, and take me back to the beginning. But see, this is where God plants us now, because this is where God intends for us to be, is the closest to Him. Right? So it is in the beginning where, where the soil, where God plants us, is the most vital. If left because what happens now is you become a Christian, you become saved. But now God has given you a challenge. You have to grow. 
you have to grow now. So what, what do I have to do now to make this grow? I have to water every, every day or every other day. I have to make sure I take it outside to get sunlight. Not too much sunlight or else it'll dry up. I have to make sure that it's in a place where it's ventilated so it can get the carbon dioxide it needs. I have to make sure to take care of this. But what happens if I neglect this plant? Is it going to grow? No, if I neglect it now, all right, I'm saved now, but you know, I'm going to continue and and I'm just going to continue living my life as the it was nice and all. Thank you Lord for the month that I was able to rejoice. But what happens is this world, the patterns of this world will begin to pull you away from where God planted you. It's going to be and what happens is you start you start picking up your plant and you start moving away further and further and further. And further from the spot where God first wanted you to be. Este. So we said the seed is us as our spiritual life. Este. But now we have to take care of our seed in the soil by making sure it gets water, by making sure it gets sun, making sure it gets good ventilation. And what happens is this, this plant is going to begin to grow, but only if we take care of it, right? So how how is it in let's say physical we take it outside make sure it gets water make sure it gets sun make sure it's outside and then we can bring it inside we can take care of it so that it can grow but how is it that we can take care of our spiritual life so that we can grow right because that's that's what ultimately why we're here we're not here to learn about plants we're here to learn about our spiritual life and how we can take care of our life how and what kind of maintenance do we have to do to ourselves spiritually to be able to grow in God. Does anybody have any idea? Pray, reading the Bible, fellowship. Y'all spit them out. There's a lot of them. Worshiping God, praising God, meditating in God, spending time with God, obeying the commands of God. These are the ways that we can draw close to God. And before we keep going, I want to go back to the verse that says, it says, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and he meditates on it day and night. And what it says about this person is that this person is, is like a person that is a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. That's where God wants us to be planted next to a stream of water, next to where next to that stream of water of life that is God. That's where he wants us to be. He wants us to be planted right next to that stream of water so that we can have the biggest chance of life and to be able to give our fruit and to be able to, to uh, strive and go and do what, what is good. But now, the, now we see that we're having to take care of our spiritual life by praying, reading the Bible, meditating in God, obeying the law of the Lord, asking God to sanctify us daily, seeking God's will, seeking God's purpose. All these things are our sun and water that we need to grow our spiritual life. With this thing, with this, while doing these things, we begin to grow and we begin to break the surface in our spiritual life. And also we begin to become to grow big and strong and mature. And God wants us to bear our fruit. God wants you to bear fruit. He doesn't just want you to go through life just going day to day, day to day, 
who feels like you're going day to day sometimes i do sometimes sometimes I'm like bro like this is getting boring i'm just going day to day go to work get home fall asleep eat wake up go to work eat fall asleep go to work eat fall asleep and it just feels like you're going day to day day to day day to day but god never intended for your life to be this way god wanted you to bear fruit in your life to seek a purpose that god has put in your life to seek god's will in your life and what happens is when we do these things he wants you to bear fruit he doesn't want you to just live life as a christian and woohoo let's go to church and let's go home god wants to see you bear fruit he wants you to strive and to and to come out ahead on everything you do so that your leaves don't wither and you can actually give fruit. But what happens a lot of times is whenever God plants us somewhere, God will plant you right here, right? And we begin to grow a little bit, right? We start to break the ground and we start doing stuff for God and we start coming to church more. But what happens is that, hey, I I got this new job opportunity as the or I started seeing this new girl or I started hanging out with these friends and what happens is that life happens life is going to happen around us and our decisions depend on whether we stay where God planted us either that or are we going to start pulling our plant out of the ground and saying God I know you planted me right here but hey I'm going to start hanging out with these friends they're not Christian as that they want to go out and party and what happens is you start going this way you start taking your plant and you start removing it from where god put it moving it to where you want to put it hey i met this girl she's not christian but she likes to party she likes to get drunk hey i mean might as well bro i'm young you know oh well and what happens is you start to pick up your plant and you start moving away from god and you start leaving the purpose of god and you start leaving where god planted you in the first place and what happens is you, you, you start drawing away from God spiritually, right? Because pe there's people who still come to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday. But spiritually, they're so far away from God because they live, they live Monday to, to Saturday a different life. And then they roll in on Sunday thinking that, they're, that, that God's still going to be there and that, that their connection with God is still going to be 100%, right? But spiritually, they're so far away from God that they just come to church and they occupy a chair. Because when they leave, they're like, you can ask, like my dad said several times, you can ask him in the parking lot, hey, what was it preaching about? About God. I mean, I don't know. Because they're spiritually so far away from God that they're using church as a custom as, oh, I want to go to heaven, so I'm going to go to church but your life spiritually is so far away from God. And this happens through life. Us making decisions, making decisions, going away from God, going away from God, slowly getting further away from where God first planted us, which is here. And so what happens to our plant as we draw away from God? That plant is not getting the water it needs. It's not getting the sun it needs. So what's going to happen to our plant? What happens to soil whenever it doesn't get water? What happens to it? It dries up. And what happens after it dries up? It starts cracking. It starts drying up. It starts getting infected, molded, stuff like that, because it dries up and it's no longer good for the plant. Has anybody ever gone to a desert? What grows in a desert? Cactus. But you don't go to the desert and see just a bunch of plants everywhere because the soil there's close to no soil and, and the little bit of plants that do grow 
I mean, God, God gave him a purpose to survive out there. But some of us, spiritually, we start removing ourselves from the stream of life that God put us in, and we start drawing away from God to where some of us will end up in a desert. Spiritually, we'll end up in a desert where there's no water, where there's way too much sun, where there's too much dryness, and our plant cannot grow. And so what happens, what happens to our plant what happens to our plant is that instead of giving fruit, our plant begins to wither, begins to dry up, begins to fall down. Has anybody seen what happens to a plant when they dry up? They start to go like this, they start to wither, they get small, they get crinkled up, and the plant withers. And literally, some of us spiritually, that's, that's what we can get to. We can get to the point to where we're so far away from God, we've made so many decisions to draw away from God, and to the point to where our plant looks like this, just withered, just there, you know. And spiritually, we're so dry inside. And spiritually, we feel like we're so far away from God because we're in the desert. We're not in the place where God wanted us to be. And so now, as the, it says, we can plant our lives in places where God never intended us to be as the, and not give any fruit. And our soil will dry up and crack because of it. We will draw away far far and far away from God and our spiritual life is going to be lacking. We're going to get to a certain point where you're going to come to church and you're no longer going to feel a connection with God. And this happened to me before where I come to church and I'll, and I'll stand there and we'll be praying and I'll look around and I see people just praising God. But me spiritually, I feel zero spiritual presence of God in my life. And I came to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And there came a point where I'm like, well, why am I coming to church? You know, I'm actually going to seek God. And you try to have that connection with God, but only on Sunday. So Monday to Saturday, your connection with God gets zero work. And all of a sudden, you, you expect to show up Sunday and have this 100% connection with God to where he's breaking you down, wherever you can feel his presence, overpower you. But what happens is we're in the desert, right? We're so far away from where God wants us to be that our connection with God is is zero percent. You know, we can come to church and take up a seat and come Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. But spiritually, we're not growing. Spiritually, we're dead. Our plant is withering because we've drawn away so close to God and so away from God. This happens to us, este, but now I want to talk about este. What happens, what happens to us because sometimes we'll, God will plant us in a certain spot and we'll choose to go away from God to a desert and then we end up in a point where we're desperate whenever life has gone completely wrong and you don't know what else to do. God, where are you? God, answer my prayers. God, heal me. Father, I'm like, God, I'm dying. Help me out. You know, I don't know what to do. Uh, God, they took away my apartment now. Now I don't even have money to pay my car. God, you said you were going to bless me. You said you were going to be with me, but I feel alone all the time. Now I'm starting to feel this anxiety and this loneliness. Now I'm starting to feel always on edge. I'm always feeling stressed. Where are you, God? God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Right? Because we've grown, and now we're in the desert. In our spiritual life, we feel spiritually dry. But then let's talk a different a different type of, of person because there's some people who draw away from God and they know they're away from God and they want to come back to God, 
but they feel like they can't because they messed up and they've done so many bad sins in their life that they feel like they can't come back to where God wanted them to be, intended them to be. We feel like we're so drawn away from God that now I'm in this place suffering because that's what it is, suffering. Whenever you're not spiritually connected with God, it, it becomes a suffering because you're away from your father. But now este, I want to talk about the people who, who God plants somewhere. But then we start making our own moves. We start picking where we want to work. We start picking who we want to date, who we want to hang around, who, what we want to do for jobs, what we want to do for school. And we end up in a spot right here. And all of a sudden, we start seeing success in our lives, right? We start seeing, oh, well, bro, I just got this job, bro. Este, is 24, like, they are open 24-7, so I work every single day of the week. I stop coming to church, bro, but I read my Bible app. I read the verse of the day. Este, but you know what, bro? God is blessing me, dude. God is blessing me big time. They pay me, like, 25 bucks an hour. Dude, I bought me this, this nice car. I'm able to pay for my parents' stuff. And now I, I'm going to school, bro. I just graduated. And we see success in our life. And this is what we see. We see success. We see our plant that has grown. And we're like, dude, I'm self-dependent. It's that this, this, and that, this, this, and that. But then, bro, like, for real, like, God has blessed me so much. God has blessed me. He's He's gave me all these things, bro. Look, I got a nice watch, a nice, a nice belt. Look at my clothes, dude. I'm blessed by God. But then I feel spiritually so far away from God. Why is God blessing me so much? And why am I getting so much success in my life? But at the same time, I feel so far away from God. That's also a bad thing. Because sometimes in life, life's going to give us success. And we're going to end up in the spot where we feel that we're, that we're at the place where God left us. And this is where I'm at, bro, because God, God's blessing me. So if God's blessing me, he must not want me there. No, it's sometimes we seek our own success. We seek our own advantages. We seek our own uh, work. And we come to God and we're like, well, God, like, honestly, you bless me so much. But I come to church every Sunday and I just can't have that connection with you. Why? Or God, like, like I, work, I know I work seven days a week and I work 12-hour shifts every day. And all I do is read the Bible app and once a day or once a week or, you know, I, I listen to some to some worship songs on the way to work. Like, why do I feel so far away from you? It's the thing is sometimes we think we're so planted right next to God because of our earthly possessions and, and blessings. But realistically, we're we're over here spiritually because we can have successes in this life and we can be blessed in this life, but still be so far away from where God wants us to be and from doing the things that God wants us to do. Este, so, what we do pretty much is we uproot our plant from where God planted us and we start moving it around where we think is best. We end up in a spot where, where we end up where in a spot where God didn't intend for us to be. Either you're in a place of suffering and desperateness, or you're in a place doing something that God never intended you for do, but meanwhile you're doing it. It's like, I told Nikki earlier, I'm like, honestly, like, you can be a bartender and go, and go work and make 500 bucks a shift and make a whole bunch of money, buy a house, buy a car, buy all these things, but at the end of the day, where is your spiritual life going to end up? You know, 
you can be blessed here on earth possession-wise and be so far away from God. Would you rather have God or would you rather be up here but be so far away from God? Este, and that's what happens. We, we, choose, we pick and choose where we want to plant our life, where we want to play, where we want to work, where we want to study. But at the same time, our spiritual life takes a toll. And so what, este, what happens is we dry up spiritually and we stop producing fruit for God. And so what happens is that we start calling out to God in desperation, saying, God, help me, God, bless me, God, you know, why, why do I come Sunday to Sunday and I don't feel like you're here with me? Or why do I feel so alone all the time if you said I'm never alone? Or why do I feel like nobody likes me if you said that I'm loved? You know, I, I remember how it was whenever you first saved me, and I felt so happy all the time, and I felt joyful, and I was so excited to be your son. But now all of a sudden, like, Lord, I feel like, you, like you've neglected me and I'm no longer with you. But realistically, it's because we pulled away from God. And that's one of the things we have to understand about God is that God has given you a free will. If I wanted to put this microphone down and walk out the door, I can because I have a free will. God has given me a free will, right? God is, is not a God who obligates you to be here. Who got obligated to be here tonight? I know a lot of us, some of our parents told us, hey, get in the car, we're going to church right? But God didn't obligate you to be here, right? When we go through those doors, God wants you to come voluntarily. God wants you to do stuff for him voluntarily. God is not obligating God. God doesn't tell you, hey, Jackie, I want you to go serve me right now. You don't have a choice, right? God gives you that choice. He says, hey, I want you to serve me. I want you to have a relationship with me, but he's not going to grab you physically and put you on the ground and say, hey, you're going to serve me. No, God's not that type of God. God wants you to do things from your heart. Este, and so what happens is we, when you understand that and you're like, well, God, I just want to come back to, like we said in the song, take me back to the beginning. I want to get back to the beginning where you first planted me and where I felt actually happy. And I was spiritually, you know, I would come to church and I could feel your presence every song and every time I walked in. And on the day-to-day -day basis, I can feel that you were right there. I felt loved all the time, Lord. I feel happy all the time. I had this peace in my heart, and I want to go back to that. And so when we tell God this, God is a faithful God. He's a listening God, and he'll listen to you. But this is the part that a lot of Christians don't like because a lot of us end up in a desert or end up in a spot where, where God didn't want us to be, and we're like, well, God, just, you know, you know, just take me back to the beginning. That's simple, you know. Just pick me up and put me back where you first planted me, right? Has anybody seen what whenever they relocate trees it, it amazed me right because when they relocate trees what do they do Luis what do they do mm -hmm. right so they don't just cut you know they don't just cut the surface tree and then move it and put it somewhere else right they have to cut underneath the soil and bring it up with its roots and then they can move it back to another place that's what God does, right? We're like, God, you know, I'm tired of living in this desert. I'm tired of living in misery. I'm tired of always being afraid, of always being lonely, of always being anxious, of always being tired, and always feeling spiritually down. But so just take me back to the beginning, right? It's that simple. No. When God say, when you tell God, take me back to the beginning, take me back to, I want to be close to you again. I want to come back to you again. Este, but we've been in this desert for so long. Who knows whenever, say, if I plant, if I put somewhere, I plant somewhere and it receives no water, 
what does a plant do naturally to get water? It starts growing roots deeper into the ground. Instead of outwards, it starts growing deeper, roots deeper, deeper, deeper into the ground and, and hope that it finds water underneath the ground somehow. That's what a plant does. So what happens whenever we move our plant to a spot whenever we're not supposed to be here, but spiritually this is where we're at. And we're so, our spirit is so thirsty all the time and it wants to come back to God, but we're making it stay here. What happens is we start growing roots in that place you're not supposed to be. You start growing roots of hate, roots of jealousy, roots of, uh, of lust, roots of doing stuff you shouldn't be doing all around you. And you start growing those, do those roots deeper and deeper and deeper into the ground around where a place where you're never supposed to be spiritually. So what happens whenever you tell God, God, I want to come back to you. I want to turn my life again to you. I want, to, I want you to forgive me and take me back to, to, the, to the beginning. Take me back to the start. God's like, okay, here we go. Right? Because what God is going to do, he's not just going to move you to the beginning. Say this is planted in the ground and you have to move your plant. It's like Louis said, we're going to tear up every single root where you were at, where you weren't supposed to be. And what happens is when este, what happens is so when God has to remove us from that place where we planted ourselves, uh, he will break every single root until he uproots us from that place and plants us back to where he wants us to be. We can't choose to, we can't choose to plant our lives in a place where it will feel like we are in the right place. Este, but what ends up happening is God sees it, and he's like, okay, let's go ahead and remove this plant, and we're going to take it back. So he starts breaking those little spots of our lives. that, And, and when God moves you, he's not going to be like, all right, we'll just take this branch today. You know, that's all I want, you know, just that branch. No, he's going to take every single thing in your life that was drawing you away from him. He's going to take... All, he's going to take that bad girlfriend, that bad boyfriend that was telling you not to go to church, that was keeping you from church. He's going to take that job that, that was keeping you from church, that was keeping you from him. He's going to, he's going to take that, uh, that is the, that, those friends in your life that you thought were your best friends, but they were drawing you away from God. He's going to start taking these things out of your life to take you back to him. And it, it can be an ugly time in your life. It can be an ugly time where you for so long were planted right here that you got used to being right here, but now God starts making you uncomfortable by tugging on you and breaking these, breaking these different things in your life. But what happens whenever you thought you were in the right place in your life, but you're not? What happens whenever you think, hey, God, this is my life. As the, I know I'm not perfect, but, Lord, I know I've done some things for you, but this is my plant, you know. I want to come back to you, though, because I feel spiritually far away from you. And we're like, here, God. And we're like, God, this is my plan, right? This is my plan. And God's like, honestly, like, I know you think you're right, but that plant is in bad shape. It reminds me of one time, Nikki, she bought me a succulent. And I thought I was doing the greatest job taking care of the succulent. But secretly, I was watering it way too much. I was watering it every day. I didn't know you were not supposed to water them that often. So here I was, uh, watering it every day and giving it no sunlight for some reason. <laughs> it's the, and what ended up happening is the succulent died or was dying. And so she, she took over it pretty much. She's like, I'll, you know, I'll take care of it. And she knows how to take care of succulent. So what happens is that succulent began to grow again. 
began to to come back to life again because she wasn't doing all the bad things I was doing to it. That's the same way that God does. He says, okay, this is your plant, but hey, look, this soil is way too dry. This, there's no nutrients in this soil. The, these, as the leaves are way too overgrown. You didn't take care of these at all. And so what God is doing as well, he's going to start taking those areas of your life where you thought you were doing right, but you weren't. You, you were doing your own will. You weren't doing God's will. You were doing your plan, but you weren't chasing God's plan for your life. And so what he's going to do is he's going to be, all right, well, and some of us get to this point where we think we have a good life for God and we have a good life, but what is God going to do? You know what? We're going to start all over. You know, I'm going to take you back and we're going to start all over because this whole thing that you did, this was all for you, but now I want you to do something for me. So what God does is he's like, all right, I'm going to plant a new seed in your life and you're going to do this now, you know? And so what happens, and I, I think I've talked to my mom about this before, is so between... Whenever you put that seed in, in the dirt, what happens if it's the, what happens if I just throw the seed? If I was gonna plant this, and what happens if I just throw it on the surface? Is it is it gonna make it? I learned this lesson the hard way. Uh, one time I tried to grow my grass, as the, and naturally I didn't know what I was doing. I just bought the bag and went to my house and threw it on the grass. <laughs> I'm like, grow, right? <laughs> so, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks pass. And no grass was growing. I'm like, that was a waste of, you know, 50 bucks. <laughs> There's like no grass growing. Then I read the instructions online. It says, you must dig and make plows in the grass where you want it to grow so that the seed can fall in the ground. And then water it so the soil can go over it and it can actually be underground. See, what I did is I just threw the seed on top and hoped it growed, right? But what God wants, he wants you to plant it. He plants you deep in and so what happens to that seed when it begins to grow? It has to fight again to break the surface. It has to go through the dirt. It has to go through the tough times in life. It has to go through the tough lessons learned. It has to go through tough times so that this time, hey, we're going to grow right. We're, I want you to be tried and tested when you break that soil and be able to grow for me. Este. So... This is, this is what God does to draw us back to him. This is where he wanted you to be in the first place. But sometimes in life, we, we make decisions. We make different, uh, different conscious or unconscious decisions that will draw us away from God. But ultimately, what God wants you to do, he wants you to be close to him, close to that stream of water where you're planted, and that you can be that you can be as the so good planted next to that stream of water that you're gonna yield your fruit in every season. And so to end, I just want to read uh, a Bible verse. It's in Jeremiah. Jeremiah seventeen eight. And it goes along with what we read in Psalms 1. You want to read it? 17.8. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. 
Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. That's what God wants. That's his purpose for us. That's what he wants for each and every one of our lives. He wants us to be planted next to the water that sends out the roots by the stream. That it doesn't fear whenever the heat comes because it knows it has a good water source. That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be so close to him that we all of a sudden don't, don't, aren't afraid of the heats of life. We're not afraid of the things in our life that come and they trial us. It says it, it, its leaves are always going to be green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's what God wants us to be. He doesn't want to be a plant that's far away from him. He wants us to be a plant that's so close to him, that's so close to that stream of water, that source of water, that source of blessing, that whenever the drought comes and whenever the heat comes, we can be so close to God that we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be afraid of, hey, you know, what if I end up... Uh, what if I end up getting sick? Or what if I end up not having a job? What if I end up as the owing all this money? Or what if I end up getting kicked out of my out of my college because I can't pay to finish? You know. But God wants you to be so dependent on Him, so seeking of Him, so close to Him spiritually that we're not gonna fear anything else in our lives. We're not gonna fear as the the things to come. We're not gonna fear as the sickness. We're not gonna fear all these things because we're gonna be so close to God. That that's what's going to give us life. And like it says here, we'll never fail to bear fruit. So as we stand up, Estee, I, wanna, I want you to talk to yourself, ask yourself, God, am I planted in the right place? Am I truly planted in the right place? Ask yourself that. Analyze your life. Close your eyes and just analyze your life and ask God, God, am I in the right place where you want me to be? Or am I in a place where I have drawn away close? far away from you maybe you don't feel like you're close to God and you feel like you've gained some distance away from God God wants to draw you back close to him tonight he wants you to start over and to bring your plant back to him back to where he planted you father I thank you so much for this night Lord I thank you for having been here for, with us Lord and for always being with us Lord Thank you because you have planted us in your salvation, Lord, because you came to this earth. And, Father, you gave it all for me. And you have given me the hope of salvation, Lord. And you have planted me, Father. And you have planted my seed and soil, Lord. But, Father, I just ask for everybody here and for myself, Lord, that we can, that we can stay close to you and draw close to you, Father, in our lives. Father, if any of us have drawn away from you, have separated from you, Father, have done things in our life, where we feel like we're no longer with you or you're no longer with us, Father. I ask, Father, that you can draw us closer to you. Draw, draw us back to the place where you wanted us to be, Father. Draw us to that, to, that, to that place, Lord, where you wanted us to be planted in the first place. Father, if we have drawn away from you or if we think we're in the right but we're not, Father, I ask that you reveal it to us, Lord, that you can call out to us, Father, and let us know whenever we're drawn away from you so that we don't end up in the desert. But before we do, Lord, that we can analyze and identify and see that we're drawn away from you. If it's something, Father, that we're doing, Lord, or a job or friends or somebody who we're seeing that's drawn us away from you, Lord, I ask that you can help us identify and see, Lord, what it is that we need to change in our lives so that we don't draw away from you. Father, I thank you because you are merciful, Lord, and you do not want to obligate us to do things for you, Lord. 
But we also know that the best place to be planted in our lives is right there with you, Lord. Help us to strive to be closer to you every day, Father, that every day we can we can seek to be right with you, that we can seek to be sanctified by you, Lord, that we can seek, Lord, your forgiveness, Father, that we can seek your purpose in our life, Father, that we can seek your perfect will in our lives. Father, help us, Lord, to not grow away from you that way that whenever the enemy comes and starts to blow us away like like the seasons of this of this world that will come and try to blow us away from where you wanted us to be i ask that we can stand firm that we can be planted firm in you lord and that we can withstand the worldly winds and the rains and the heat and the sun of these seasons in our life father and that we can stand firm father and be able to give our fruit in our season for you lord Father, I ask that, like in the says in the verse, Lord, that we not, like the chaff that just gets blown away in the wind by the problems of this world, by the problems in our life, Lord, but that, Father, that we can be planted firm in you, that we can be planted firm in your truths, that we can be planted firm in prayer, Lord, that we can be planted firm in our faith, Lord, and that our faith can be placed in you, Lord, because you are our firm foundation, Lord, in this life, Father. I just ask, Lord, that you can bless each and every one of us tonight, Lord, and that you can that you can reveal it to us, Father, if it's something that we need to change in our lives, if it's something that we need to fix, Lord, to be able to draw back closer to you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that you have given us to be here with you. And, Father, I just ask that you bless us and that you can continue to guide us in this life, Father, and that you can continue to show us the way in this life, Lord and that we can stand firm for you, Lord. Father, I thank you, I praise you, and I worship your name, Father. Thank you. Amen.